First, conditions like Down syndrome, which are caused by babies carrying the wrong numbers of chromosomes in their cells, affect about one pregnancy in every 500. There are also many other inherited disorders that run in families, but they can't be diagnosed without a sample of the developing baby's DNA to test. But obtaining that DNA is risky. Pregnant women have to undergo tests like amniocentesis, where a needle is used to obtain cells from around the baby. And when doctors do this, there can be up to a 1% risk that the woman will have a miscarriage. And these tests also can't be performed until after the 11th week of pregnancy. A better option would be one that doesn't involve needles at all and can be performed at a much earlier stage. And researcher Sasha Drulo reckons that the same system currently used to do a simple cervical smear test is the answer. The main problem currently was to gain fetal DNA early in pregnancy. There are a couple of ways of doing it currently. Amniocentesis is uh, taking a piece of the yolk sac fluid or chorionic villus sampling. That means you take a tiny piece of the placenta as the baby grows in the womb. We were looking for a way that is non-invasive and does not affect fetal health or the maternal health and we develop a technology using a simple pap smear that is basically a cotton swab-like procedure used at the entrance to the uterus to retrieve cells from the fetus that naturally reside there. So how have you done this? What was the process? What happens normally if a patient comes, they um, get an ultrasound. As part of that, um, they are asked we can take a small swab. And here we um, then have a look at the sample and then isolate uh, the fetal cells out of the big mixture of maternal um, cells present. The retrieval mechanism is the same as if one were having a cervical smear test done. So you're literally just sweeping around the entrance to the womb. Why are there fetal, in other words, developing baby cells there? Because that's a maternal structure, a mother structure, isn't it? That is correct. That is correct. And we don't really understand how that happens. But we have a couple of theories. So after fertilization, the the egg implants in the uterine wall. So we think while those cells from the fetus grow, they get washed out with uh, mucus and then follow basically gravity down to the cervical canal where they then later be extruded. How, when you take one of these swabs though, do you sort out the cells from the baby from the mother's own cells? Because you're just going to get a mixture of both. That is correct. Actually, that was one of the biggest challenges in the technology. There is about like one fetal cell per 2,000 maternal cells. So we solved this problem by using an antibody, a protein, that is specifically detecting on the fetal cells an antigen called HLAG. So um, what we did here, we coated nanoparticles, which are magnetic, to this antibody, combined everything in a mixture, used a magnet, and were able to pull out those fetal cells out of the mixture, leaving the maternal cells behind. Right, so you end up with a magnet covered with the developing baby cells and you can then separate those off and analyse those in isolation genetically to get the the DNA profile from the baby. That's correct. And does it work? Presumably it does, otherwise you wouldn't be talking to me. Yeah, so like, uh, (laughs) that's correct. So it works astoundingly well. Like, we were really surprised about the results. What we do is we have other markers which identify those cells as fetal and we use it as quality control. So average purification is about like 95%, which is amazing. We have done over 450 cases currently, and um, it works brilliantly. 
Now, are the cells that you're picking up, can you be reasonably sure that they are representative of what is going on in the rest of the baby in the same way as we would if we put a needle in and took a piece of the placenta or some of the fluid from around the baby? So genetically, absolutely, because uh, we're basically are recapitulating what the other technologies are doing. The DNA from the placenta is similar to what other groups are using for um, diagnosing of genetic disorders. So if a baby did have, for instance, trisomy 21, the duplication of chromosome 21 that leads to Down syndrome, you should be able to pick that up? That is correct. And what about if the person is expecting twins or has a multiple pregnancy? Well, that's a fantastic question. We actually do not know, but um, our technology should show that. When we do this, we compare fetus to the maternal DNA. So if there is a variation in the ratio of um, certain markers, we would see that there is another uh, genomic uh, entity present, such as a twin. Now, will this work at any stage of pregnancy? Because not everyone knows they're pregnant at the same time. And can they therefore pitch up to the doctor's surgery and have one of these swabs taken whenever they decide, right, I need to go and check in with an obstetrician or with my GP? It works best between 5 and 20 weeks of pregnancy. That is our experience. But the clinical, the critically clinical window is really in the first trimester where we currently do not have the possibility to um, analyse the fetal genome efficiently. And there's no danger to the pregnancy by taking these sorts of swabs? Yeah, that's an important question and we get it asked all the time. So um, there are studies out there that show swabs during pregnancy do not cause negative impact on pregnancy outcomes. Which has got to be a good thing. Sasha Drulo there from Wayne State University School of Medicine in Detroit. And that study was published this week in Science Translational Medicine.